Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Empower Man Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And I am joined by the man who, on his first night in Vegas, passed out at 5 o'clock p.m. because he had too much hypnotic in Hennessy. He got two amps, folks. He was passed out, looked like he was a DOA. He's also the same man who is VIP for life at the Catalina Hotel in South Beach, Miami, Florida. That is correct. The one, the only, the champion of the Second Amendment, Mr. Greg <laughs> A. Tadora, the first. Greggy T, how we doing, sir? What is up, everybody? I'm doing a hell of a lot better after that intro. That Those always fire me up. Thank you. All true statements, by the way. Yeah. It, it, that they are. And, yep. uh, you know, uh, just before we got on the air, you know, the last 24 hours, we've had a lot of things go down. Uh, first off, you know, I'm wearing an iron sheet shirt and he made the news recently as he passed away at the age of 81 and, yep. uh, very sad, a part of my childhood watching the yep. iron sheet. And, uh, he had a comeback in the two thousands there making appearances on Howard Stern and other uh tv shows but uh a very charmed life he had a legit tough human being um, icon he was an icon he was an icon he was an icon and he was just uh so entertaining so uh prayers thoughts go to his family friends fans and uh iron Sheik will definitely be missed and thank you for and, entertaining us as kids oh 100 man 100 i used to watch him live when i was a kid and man no one got heat like him. This guy, <laughs> oh my God, especially in the 80s when you had all that stuff going on with Iran and uh, all this, the strife between the, the nations there, you know, our country. And um, back when times were a little bit different. I dare to say better. <laughs> yes, I would, I would tend to agree with you. And that kind of segues into our next topic. Um, our 45th president got indicted again. Uh, which is kind of surreal again. And uh, I really just pray that uh, everything kind of works out for everyone because, you know, it's uh, tough times we're heading in. And uh, it's uh, definitely interesting to see what's going to happen in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Wouldn't you say, Greg? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be an interesting time and next year is going to be rough. So everyone just have everything ready. You know, we'll talk about that in another episode. Just have all your stuff lined up. Family yeah, and, and friends, your community. And that's why it's important for us to even be more communal. Yeah. And to make sure we have that community to rely on each other. And this is coming from other, somebody, Mike, Mike will tell you, he's right. I wasn't the big community person. And I definitely am more like that now. So I was not a loner, but, you know, I was cool by myself doing my thing. But you need you need a true good community. I'm not saying you need 50 people, but you need a good good core group of people. Now, Greggy T, I love that hat. Mm. What does that hat represent? This is actually GBRS Group. I got their shirt too. They're they make the best accessories for law enforcement and military self defense. The guys are awesome. They're former tier one operators and they are very, very transparent with their knowledge transfer. And they really go out of their way to teach people the best techniques and maneuvers. And they, they, they really are giving back with their years and years of, 
of experience on a super high level. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're that's, they're awesome. That's awesome. And to kind of segue into our next part of our introduction here, always give a shout out to our cops, our firemen and women, our first responders. Thank you for always keeping us safe and protecting us. Absolutely. And um, to all the military personnel out there, watch back, be safe. Thank you for what you do. We support you 1,000%. 1,000%. And I also want to thank our listeners before we even get into tonight's topic. We have grown in the first month. It's like wildfire. It's been crazy to see the reach that we've been able to uh, connect with people all over the world. And I want to say thank you for watching any one of our clips on Instagram, for watching on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. We really appreciate the support. And we're going to keep on pumping out great content. We have great guests lined up. The summer is going to be really, really exciting. And busy. we're really going to busy, busy. Yeah, busy summer. Uh, going to segue into a really, really busy fall. We got a special July 4th episode coming up in a few weeks. So we really want you to tune into that. And we're also going to do a special 9-11 tribute show, which you guys don't want to miss that coming down the road, Greg. Absolutely. We got a some really interesting uh, guests lined up that I think will amplify our message of, of helping others, giving back and just being there for people with a different mindset. I love it. And we are all about having that right mindset, that championship mentality. Um, and let's get into tonight's topic. Kind of, we've had some great segues tonight. Let's do um, it. The time is now, Greg. The time is now to talk about the time is now. And as guys, we often think that we have time. Girls too. We think that we have time. Oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do this a year from now. We need to act with a sense of urgency because across every business that I've been observatory to, no one acts with a sense of urgency anymore. And when I was working for a company, that was the number one thing they drilled into your head. Act with a sense of urgency, act like every interaction that you make with someone, it's it's make or break because you really only have one chance to make a really good first impression. And that's why the time is now is so important, Greg. And I want to ask you these questions, um, especially this one right here, uh, sure. action versus apathy. What is the difference, Greg? And give us examples of someone who puts together a well-constructive action plan and someone who is apathetic. So for the listeners out there, it's a great question. Apathy basically is, it's the lack of interest in something. So we all go through this. We all have our moments, everybody. I don't care who you are. We all have it. The difference though, is the mentality of how to snap out of that as quickly as possible and move on to what you were going to do originally, whatever the plan may be. And it's just in your brain. you got to train by doing the reps, your brain. Here's a great example. Everyone knows I manage a large real estate office. We have super successful agents. We have new agents that just came into the business. We have agents that have been doing it a couple of years, getting their feet wet, trying to build that momentum. And everyone looks at the super producers and they think they have it easy and everything happens for them. They get every listing appointment they go on. And you can ask any of them. We had a huge seminar today. I spoke in front of 120 agents. 
and we had a panel of the top agents from four different offices. They all said the same thing. And this is such a great example. There was one agent, I think by herself, she does about 80 million a year in volume. Pretty good numbers for one person. She has no assistance. She has nothing. It's by herself. She makes a great living. She's an animal. She's a workhorse. She was talking and someone's like, oh, how do you do this? And she was like, well, you know, uh, I, last week I, I presented, da, 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 bottom line, I didn't get the listing, but, you know, and, and I listened, I, I, I watched the crowd react and no one really picked up on it. So I had to grab the mic and stop her. I go, hold on, everybody, pause. Do you see how she just spoke her tone her body language. She didn't get the listing. You would never have known. She still stayed positive. She wasn't down in the dumps. She wasn't negative. She didn't let it just stop or derail her other actions that she's doing. And she's like, Oh, Greg, thanks for reminding me. That's true. I was upset. I called a friend and then I got over it. That's exactly the, a great example, a simple example of how to Put it back in gear. If you're stuck in neutral, put it back in gear. Yes, it's okay to be upset that you didn't get the listing. Take five minutes. Take 10 minutes. Go for a walk. Go for a jog. Have a cigarette. I don't give a shit. Do something. But then after that, get back in the saddle and keep doing what you were doing before that. It's the people that can't make that switch in their brain that they get stuck. And it's almost like quicksand. The more they move now in that negative atmosphere they're just getting absorbed and sucked into the negativity and they can never get out of it so you have to have an action plan the only way you can avoid apathy is you have to be aware that you're in the actual moment and it all starts with mike said this before repetitions of things so if you you gotta take stock mike likes to say that and i agree you have to take stock of what you have Be grateful for what you have, not what you want, but what you have. I woke up, my feet hit the ground, like Mike says. I'm able to, I'm able to go to a job and I'm able to do this. I'm able to do that. It's great. Now take it a step further. So you you're going along your day and you hit something negative or not planned. That moment, you have to realize it in your head. Notice that, okay, something happened. I hit a brick wall or something's not going as planned. Stop. Think about it. And then come up with a plan to either keep moving or pivot and do something else to get you back on trajectory of where you were going. So you can only do that when you're aware of the moment. So start practicing being aware of why am I upset right now or why isn't this going the way I am, or why have I been in a bad mood for a couple hours or a couple days? We know people like this. You have to figure out, yeah, me too. You have to figure out where it started and then cut that out. So then next time, maybe you, maybe you were upset for two days. Maybe the next time it happens, you're only upset for a day. Still a long time, but you know what? Now you have progress. You short, you, you, you half the time. And then maybe next time you're only upset a couple hours. And then eventually, a couple minutes, move on, and then you're good to go. And that just takes practice. But you can only do that when you know you're in it. That's a great example. And I, I love the fact that 
your agent was positive when it was unbelievable didn't go her way and she called a friend to help her with that which ties in two of the main things we tend to talk about on every episode community and action plan and it's and funny her you, friend who i know yeah. funny guy he was like who gives a shit they didn't like you move on those are his exact words and she's <laughs> like you're right and that was it that's all it took to snap out sometimes michael call me and I'll say something, he'll snap out of it. Sometimes I'll call him and vent. And then in that session, it just, oh, and it's gone. And we, and we don't look back and we're moving forward. And we're out of that headspace that we all get in. We all get in it. Yeah. And if you're going to create an action plan, guys and girls, the first thing I would put at the top of my list is call a friend or have that person that you can go to, whether yep. it's a text, a phone call, anything. As Greg's illustration clearly described mm -hmm. why it's important to have that type of community in your life because it got your agent there on she stayed the course and didn't veer off to the right or yep. she stayed um greg why are we afraid to live the life we are meant to live a lot of people don't know and simon sinek who's a you know, great author talks about your why like why do i do what i do why do you do what you do together? Why are we doing this platform? We are stepping into a life that we were meant to live that a higher power, my faith, had predestined for us many, many years ago. Like God knows how many hairs we have on our head. He knew us as we were formed before we were formed in our mother's womb. He knew exactly how our lives, you know, the trajectory of our lives were going to be. But why are we afraid to step into that life that God planned for us? It's a great question, and I and people should start asking themselves this more. I think. I think it's a couple different, couple different variations of an answer. I think it's it's how we were brought up, or how somebody was brought up. I'm not saying good or bad brought up. I'm saying it's what was going on in the household, the vibe of safety first, and we're talking about taking a job or doing a career or I mean you you watch a lot of um documentaries and musicians are a great example oh I want to be a musician the parents like oh you're crazy there's no money in that you want to be a comedian there's no money in that like you, you need to get a job a regular job blah 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 if every musician or comedian listened to that initial thought we probably wouldn't have any music or comedians it's, it's a silly example, but it's so true. I think it starts there, and they don't mean any harm in it. They, it's, it's like the trickle-down effect. They were taught, like, slow and steady wins the race. That's how I was brought up, and I do agree with it to a certain extent. But Mike and I spoke about this before. I'm, I'm not meant for that. I feel like I'm meant for something bigger and more, and, I, and the nine-to-five paycheck pension Never, I can I can think back from when I was really little. I don't remember being attracted to that and wanting that. Like, oh my god, I really, I, I really can't wait to do that. I, I never had those thoughts. I always dreamed big and wanted to take the risks and calculated risks, not just you know just jump off the cliff and not know what's underneath you. But right, right, right. I always I always had those bigger visions and bigger thoughts. So I think. In, in one aspect, people are afraid because of they don't know any better because they didn't have any examples or were 
I'll say this, it was looked at negatively by default, not on purpose. It was looked at negatively and it planted that little doubt seed in their head and they, and they're afraid to, they're right at the edge of the pool. They're leaning in. They're just a little afraid to just jump in. And I think it's, it's, it's from that. Yeah. Well, especially we talked about this on one of our previous episodes about my journey on moving out of New York and trying yep. different cities. And now that I've done it, it's, you know, I was timid. I was, uh, and then once I got pushed in the water, I swam because I didn't want to sink. And we need to, as human beings, when we're faced with something we want to do, and my friend Patrick talks about this, living your life out of purpose and passion and not fear and obligation. And I, I think, you know, uh, we, I, I, I kind of had some of that inbred in me, like yourself. I think what makes us as friends and having that, that for so many years is that we, we were a lot alike in a lot of ways. Like yeah. I always dreamed of big stuff and I've been able to have a lot of great things happen to me and I didn't realize it, but you know, God had this plan for me when, before I was even formed in my mother's womb before. And I just, not to sound redundant, but I, I somehow had the courage to step into that life, considering all the noise that I was listening to, you know? So let me ask you this, then I'll, I'll, I'll ping it back to you. What made you just go for it? Well, do you remember I, like what the deciding moment was? You remember oh, just yeah. how the brain clicked? So when I, I was a bodybuilder when I was a teenager and I loved it. I loved being on stage. I loved the freedom I had. I remember was, you working out in your cutoff shirts. And it's gay for me. You remember those? <laughs> I had some cool cutoff shirts back in the day. <laughs> uh, and I loved the lifestyle. I loved being in front of people. I loved the validation. I mean, I didn't validate myself. I didn't validate myself till I was 43 years old, you know, spoiler alert. I'll be 45 in 48 hours. But you know, with the time I, that was my form of validation. And when I was 20 years old, I was in community college. I had a, I was in a relationship and I was just so like stuck that I called the WWF at the time I got, I, cause I just wanted to be involved in wrestling. It's, that was my thing. That's all I ever wanted to do. I called. They gave me Johnny Rods' phone number in Brooklyn. I called. Never looked back. But I was also smart in the fact that, hey, what if this doesn't work out? I got to have a career to fall back on. So I took a calculated risk. Somehow, my brains were so scrambled just from all the crap I had going on inside of my head. I was able to sift through all the noise and create something pretty cool for myself that I didn't really appreciate until I left because when you don't love yourself, when you don't respect yourself, you can't respect anything else around you. It's hard. Yep. It's hard, you know, like respecting your job, respecting others is one thing. That's something my parents always taught me, but yeah. respecting and appreciating my relationship with money, my relationship with women, my relationship with my job. So everything kind of clandestines in a way I did look that up before I used that word. And you know, it was pretty big, right? Uh, I still have some brain cells left in, in a way where it, it, um, it kind of gets the ball rolling, but you're not aware of what you're doing because you have so much 
negativity in your mind. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, here's one for you, Greg. Have you ever compared yourself to others when looking to get into a space? You remember when you had your supplement store? Yeah. Right. Um, How was yeah. that when you took that risk to open up your own supplement store here in Boca when you were living down here? Mm -hmm. Did you ever compare yourself to like the vitamin shop to GNC or, oh, well, you know, this person made it, you know, can I make it? Do you I, think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, finish. Sorry, I'm just thinking. Do you think that predetermined your success? Like, uh, you know, I'm not real confident I can make it because, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm kind of new to this space. It's, it's a new community. Um, you were out of your safety zone. Oh yeah. All right. So I opened it in Florida and I basically franchised it off a very successful store up here in Westchester, which we all know. The store crushes it. So I'm like, oh, I'll automatically crush. I was very young. And I think I did not have, looking back, it's a lot easy to answer all this. I didn't have the right mindset for business and marketing. I was always a good marketer, but I'm talking about the marketing needed to scale a business properly on a budget in a town that had vitamin shop GNC, which were competitors. I didn't, I didn't look at them like you, like you in your question. I, I looked at them just to see what was going on. Obviously what they're selling. I had a different niche. I had was more bodybuilders and, and more of the hardcore at that time, pro hormones and stuff like that. Great times, by the way, we love them. Uh, so I had a very specific market. I, looking back now, a part of me wishes I still had it because I know I can just blow it out of the water. Knowing what I know now, it's hindsight. Sure. But I was too young and I was confident, but I wasn't the proper confident. I wasn't cocky because I was very scared. You know, I'm, I'm renting space. I have to buy product. I have to reorder product from the distributors. This was all, no one taught me anything. So I literally opened up a store with zero background in it and no knowledge of, not knowledge of the space, but knowledge how to operate a store in the space. Picked a great location, learned a lot about people and how lazy they are. They won't literally, especially in Florida, yeah. they won't drive five minutes down the road to save like 30 bucks. Maybe now yeah. times are different now. Maybe they would, but I can say, People came to me for the real hardcore shit, which was awesome. But I'll use this as an example. Uh, like back in the day, like No Explode from BSM was a great pre-workout. Everyone had it. And I sold it. Vitamin Shop sold it. I was the cheapest by far, hands down. No one even came close to my prices. They still went to Vitamin Shop because it was two blocks away from the gym and I was four. That I, I, I'm that's lazy to me. And I don't understand that. I kind of get it now that I'm older, but to me, that was crazy. And I never got over that. So it's, I didn't compare myself going back to your question. I didn't compare, I didn't compare myself to them probably the way I should have, how they grew their business or how they marketed, but product wise I did. And I had the best products. No one else had them around. You can only get them online. And I was pretty close to online prices at the time. 
So, and my customers were loyal. I'm still friends with a lot of them today. They loved my store. It was awesome. It was a really cool vibe. Um, so, didn't you come visit me with like beers or something? I probably. Yeah. So <laughs> it was great. I wish I could do it now because uh, with the mindset and the knowledge yeah. and the experience I have now, but that's 20 years ago. So minus the beers. My, no, it's fine. <laughs> bring beers. And it's kind of funny because these types of thoughts or these types of perceptions really prevent us from living that life. I mean, God did not make us to live ordinary lives. We were meant to have an abundant life, family, friends. Life's not all about material possessions, but we have such an opportunity to have abundance. And abundance is going to be germane to the individual. So whatever, whoever's listening out there, you know, whatever your um, definition of abundance is, step into that. But the moral of Greg's story is, is that he took action. The time yeah. was now. Yeah. He didn't wait. He but went for it. And you got to go for it because yeah. we don't know what the future is going to hold six months from now, a year from now. We have a probably the most important presidential election of our lifetime. This coming next up. year is, is going to be very pivotal in a lot of different areas in our life. 100%. And we need to take action, whether it's protesting against something that you don't like, you have that freedom to do that, whether it's going back to school. A good friend of mine just went back to school and got his master's degree at 40-something years old. He went for it. You got to take action. The time is now, Greg. And Let me add this real quick. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Because you talked about material possessions and abundance. I went to college. I went to FAU in Boca back in mm. the day. I was all about material possessions at that point in my life. When I graduate, I want to make a lot of money. I wanted to have the cars. I wanted to have the house. I wanted to have the toys. I wanted to have all of that because I thought that's what I wanted. That to me was abundance and seeing all of the life. It was a fast lifestyle down there. A lot of people went to colleges. So when my, my friends went to universities, they came to visit their mind was blown. They're like, wow, you're in like real world situation. I'm like, yeah, how is it up near you? And I went to visit them like University of Michigan or whatever. I'm not hating. It's a, it's an awesome, fun time, but it's very college town, college building, college off house, um, off campus housing, college bars, college restaurants. You're in Boca. You're in the real world. You have Delray right up the street. You're 30 minutes from Miami, you're in Fort Lauderdale. If all these different cities basically and different vibes and different experiences, and it was it was fast track in the real world, all I saw were the cars, the mm -hmm. dinners, the parties, and I was like, that's definitely what I want. My best friend from college, I'm still very, very good friends with him. He's super successful. All we wanted, we used to shop at Bell Harbor. I had no business there in college. I probably couldn't even afford a, a cappuccino at the at the fucking juice bar. But we went there and I remember I saved up. I bought like a, a turtleneck for like $300. It was like an asshole. But, you know, I, I had to get it. And that to me was abundance. Fast forward now, none of that shit matters to me. None of it. None of it. Yeah. I want I nice things. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's not on that level. That's not my motivation. That's not my soul-driven purpose to doing what I'm doing every day. Oh, amen to that. That's, and I think every guy 
I know every gun mm-hmm. experiences that, you know, because yeah, again, when we were younger, it was all about, you know, the, the party, the this, yeah. the that, other things. And, uh, and what's crazy to me, sorry, I'm interrupting you a lot. No, you're totally fine, bro. Back in the day, we saw that every night. It was real. Nowadays, they had social media to it. Most of that shit is fake. It's a picture or it's a quick video. People don't even know most of that is staged or not real. At least we saw real stuff happening real time. So it's, it's a different, it screws up the brain a lot different, I think, for the younger generation now, because they think that's normal and it happens all the time, and it really doesn't. Yeah, and we did real stuff too. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um, you know, um, so, uh, Greg, there is something that I talked to you about before we came on the air, uh, mm-hmm. paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to stepping into the life that we're meant to live, we tend to analyze situations, people, yeah. And it tends to paralyze us. If I came to you and with this scenario and I, I analyzed um, situations or people and it became almost like paralyzing to the point where I can't make a move because I'm afraid mm-hmm. because I've already psyched myself out before I even try to put my foot in, in the water. Yep. What advice would you give to somebody who is suffering from paralysis by analysis so that they can step into that life. It's funny. You say this. I do this every day. So with the real estate agents, they all, not all of them, most of them suffer from this. Analysis is great. Got to know your numbers, got to do your stats, got to know history, pricing, all of that. But after a certain amount, you got, once you have what you need, you got to just press send on that email. For an example, I helped an agent today. She's pricing out a property. Obviously, I want her to get the listing. I know she wants to get the listing. She's trying to grow her business. She came in my office probably six times today. And I'm like, by the sixth time, I'm like, what do you want? Not in a mean way, but I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) Because they have to learn. I'm like, what do you want? She's like, can you look at it one more time? I go, I've already looked at it five times. Plus, you sent it to me in the email. I went through everything. You're good to go. I agree with your price. I agree with what you wrote them. Your CMA is great. Everything is good. You're good. I know, but I, I looked up one more previously sold. I go, stop. This is a classic example of analysis by paralysis in my industry. I'm like, stop. This, is, this project is done. You did a great job on it. Send it right now. Just go back to your desk. And I want you to hit send and yell across the office. I just hit send. So I know you sent it and she did it. A lot of people get stuck with that. And it's a, I see it every day. So it's, it's easy for me to see. And, but the people that are in it don't see it. And we talk about a lot in our sales meetings. I'm like, all right, guys, you can do all the reconfiguring of numbers and marketing and this and that. At the end of the day, when you have it all, you got to go, go do it. And the ones that go do it are successful. And the ones that just lollygag around and are afraid to do it. You know what? While you're doing all that, afraid to hit send, five other people are probably talking to that person, hit send, and they're going to get your business and you're going to wash out. That's just how it is. Well, it's funny 
to kind of segue to our next kind of uh, subtitle or sub theme, um, I like to say this sometimes, if not now, when, yeah, right? if not now, when are you going to send that email? It's when a great gonna, saying, you know, if not, what are you now, waiting for? What are you waiting when? for? What are you waiting for? Um, yeah. If not you, who? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, the self, the, the negative self-talk and the insecurity and all that in her head, you helped her work through that. Um, but we have to be careful of the procrastination because yep. procrastinating is a big, big, big topic that can lead us from not living the life we're meant to live because we mm-hmm. think we've got all this time left on earth. And every day it's like an hourglass. The time on earth is fleeting. Yeah. Gary and I spoke the other day, our friend Gary, who we're going to have him on probably for our Gary. first episode, who's a Air Force veteran. Uh, also NYFD uh, fireman, um, yes, you know, he's, he's like, you know, I'm going to be 47 in December Woo-hoo! and I only have like 30 years left on this earth. And That's Gary and I spirit, both Gary. 14, That's spirit. right. But you know, it's kind of like, wow, like 30 years. I mean, 47 years went by for him. 44 and three quarter years went by so quick. It's like the time is now whether it's yeah. setting up your pension, being self-employed, a self-employed pension plan or a Roth IRA, or trying yeah. to set yourself up for the future. We can't take anything with us to the great beyond. You mentioned it. Material possessions don't mean yeah. anything anymore nope. like they did when we were younger. No. As we get older, our, because we, we get exposed to different things, our views change. But we need to take action, whether it's yeah. planning for your retirement, whether it's planning for a birthday party, whether it's planning to start a family. The time is now because if not, when, and if it wasn't for you helping your agent out, someone else would have swooped in like a crow and had taken that and was able to be successful. And take it the next step. She's going to be upset, depressed, the whole nine, and it's going to trickle into other areas and the potential to flunk out of the business all by a simple switch in your brain. To just do it right now. You have and it all Greg done. talked about this. It. Yeah. And you talked about this in the beginning of our podcast, awareness. Yeah. Being yeah. aware of the negative self-talk. Like, okay, I'm in, I'm in that zone. Yeah. You gave a great example about your agent, called her friend. Mm-hmm. She made positive, even though she didn't get the outcome she was looking for. She still remained positive. Yeah. But you know what? That attitude is going to lead to something bigger down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have to be aware of the negative voices, the negative self-talk, the self-love, the self-apathy. Oh, why me? Why is this happening? Oh, it's not fair. I get there, guys. I and girls, like I'm not a hypocrite. I'm there. But I also I live in it for a few seconds and then I get out of it. Mike's right. Everyone gets in that spot. If you haven't re-listened to our beating the victim mentality, because this kind of segues into that that mind space of Oh, poor me. Like Mike said, victim, victim, victim. When you, when you break it down, you're not the victim. Right. Right. You're not. It, it's being grateful that you're in that position. Yeah. Cause a lot of people aren't even in that position because they're homeless. They're jobless. You know how many people family. would die to be in the position you're probably in with that negative mindset. That line is probably very long. So like Mike said, be grateful and use that platform to your advantage. Right. I don't own a home. I want to, but I'm so blessed 
to have an amazing apartment that I love. I love where I live and I'm renting and it's right now it's where I'm supposed to be. And having that awareness that mm -hmm. like God has something bigger in store for me. That's where the aggressive patience comes in. Yep. Be patient, but keep pursuing whatever it is that you're looking to do, but you got to act now. The time is now be because, you know, next thing you know, 45 turns into 47, turns yeah. into 50, turns into 53. And then you're like, okay, I'm 50 something years old. My life has passed me by because I was afraid to take a risk. I was we afraid know of plenty failure. of people like that. Unfortunately, 100%. unfortunately, 100%. And we mentioned that on one of our yeah. previous episodes about that. Um, so really taking uh, action, immediate action doesn't have to be something drastic, but mm. Get the wheels in motion because the time is now. And Greg, I want to cover this before we we kind of wrap things up here today. Um, how do you manage outside forces that could help sabotage your progress? Obviously, going from um, your job or jobs that you've had throughout your life mm -hmm. and your goals and aspirations, a lot of naysayers out there, uh, oh, yeah. world events going on, you know, what's mm -hmm. going on in the world. Um, other businesses or other people in your space, how do you block that out to stay on course? It's a good question. And it's, it's a hard thing to do. And it's not, some days are easier than others and some days are harder than others, but it's what I do is I, I my dad had this saying since I was little, don't let the outside world affect your inside world. So I apply that to my every day what's going on in the country or your state or the world i'm not downplaying it because it sucks but it is what it is you don't have control over that immediately you don't have control of these other factors you don't have control of the neg the negative people the naysayers of your vision or your dreams or passions just keep that at bay stay focused like a horse with the blinders on in a race that all they can see is right ahead. They, they don't, they don't know what's going on around them. They don't care. You have to be like that. If you have a dream to do something or create something or whatever it is you want to do, you got to just stay focused. Let the noise be the noise. That's all it is. It's just noise. And another thing my father taught me was don't give it an audience. Just don't give it an audience. They'll eventually stop talking because you're just not even listening. So stay focused. Be aware of what's going on, but that doesn't affect you whatsoever. And just be passionate and positive and have confidence in yourself and what you want to accomplish and do. And don't let anybody or anything stop you. Now, there are going to be days where there's going to be hiccups or speed bumps along the way. That's life. How you approach that and handle that is on you and every successful person just kept going. You know, if, if Mike and I stopped at every little thing just for this podcast, we wouldn't be here right now. You figure it out. All the, why, why are you guys doing this? Or you guys are crazy and look at the past you guys had and now you're doing noise and look at what we've created. Obviously we're onto something. We're getting some great feedback. And that's why we're doing this. We just want to pay it forward. So I don't listen to any of the, the negativity. I used to when I was younger. It doesn't do you any good. It'll always be there. They, you know what? The hate is good. 
keep hating because that means you're onto something and just keep doing you and going forward. Who cares what anybody says? And I love that. Don't give it an audience. I think that no. is a great, that's a great takeaway from mm-hmm. tonight. Don't give those negative voices an audience because a lot of things will fall on ears that are mute. Absolutely. And sometimes the, the most negative people are the closest people to you. Right. It could be family, mom, dad, brother, sister. It could be, could be your best friends. could be the person you're in a relationship with. That still doesn't matter. They don't have, they're not inside your head. They don't see the passion and the vision you have. And you might not be expressing it and to the fullest where they can understand it. That's fine. That doesn't matter. So don't just know that and just keep going and let them say what they want to say. It's fine. You know, my buddy Patrick always says, you know, you're not responsible for how people respond to you. Absolutely. Which is some of the best things that I've ever, one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned. Yep. And, you know, again, it's a hard lesson, but it's a good one. Yes. And, you know, uh, pearls of wisdom from Freddie T. Uh, you know, uh, so it's always great that, um, you know, we're, he's being referenced and, uh, you know, he's with us at all times, which is really yeah. cool. And the way that you're everyone loved him, bring that to life. He's yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's, yeah. it's really cool. And I, and I think that's a great way to kind of put the, uh, bow on, uh, the content, but Greg, uh, final analysis, final thoughts on the time is now. I'm going to say, I'm just going to rewind what you said. If, if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Time is going to go by. You're going to miss out on life. You're going to miss out on the life you were meant for. Even the life you might not think you're meant for or believe you're meant for. It doesn't matter. You're going to miss it. Just Go for it. What is the worst that can happen? doesn't work out, so you do something else. Don't, don't let anybody put out your fire, like we say. No one That's does right. that. It's a great one. Nobody puts out your flame. That's right. And if you have a dream, if you have a vision, it starts with a vision. It starts with a thought. Yep. Don't ever think that you can't do what you want to do because those that are doing started exactly where you were. Absolutely. They all started from scratch. Yeah. Right. Yep. What's Drake like to say started from the bottom. Now you're here. That's it. Words of wisdom to live by. Love Drake. Uh, But really Greg, I couldn't have said it any better. The time is now take action. Whatever it is, whether you want to get married and have a family, well, the time is now to take action, to find someone that is on your level that shares the same values. If you want to start a business, the time is now. Put together a plan. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Not be afraid of failing. Failing forward. If you want to get in better shape, if you want to eat better, I see this in my field all the time. Oh, I'm going to wait till I lose a few pounds, then I'll call you. If not, that phone's not ringing from that person. No. Yeah. You know, if something means, if something means, sorry, if something means enough to you, you'll do it. If it means that much to you, you will figure out, oh, there's not enough time in the day. We all have the same amount of time. Mike has the same amount of hours in the day that I do. So does the billionaire over there. 
So does the person that's paycheck to paycheck over here. It's just how many excuses or no excuses that we use are non-negotiables. That's it. If you want to do better, you have to be better yourself. Oh, I'll start working out next week. No, you're not. Figure it out and go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. You know, Michael Jordan spoke so beautifully at Kobe Bryant's uh, memorial service. And he talked about Kobe Bryant's passion. And, and he talked about passion will make you do and will drive you to lengths to understand what it is that you're passionate about. You know, where Kobe would call Michael at two, three o'clock in the morning because he had a passion. And when you have a passion for something, you'll go to any length to really understand and appreciate what it takes to get to that level that you want to get to, whether it's you're in the real estate world and want to be the best real estate agent, mm -hmm. or you want to be the best coach, or you want to be an entrepreneur, or whatever it is that you want. It starts with a vision. It starts with passion. But the time is now. It's Don't a... We, we spoke about this today real quick. There's yep. good, there's great, and there's elite. We were talking about the real estate agents. So I was, and there's, there's a diff, clear difference between all of them. And I was like, who's elite here? They, most of them put their hands up. I go, put your fucking hands down. Put your hands down. Maybe four if you can put your hands up. The rest put down. You're great. The, the level, anybody could be good in real estate. I'm saying anybody could be good. And it's not that hard to be great. But it is that gap between great and elite, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, people like that. It's that extra work ethic mentality, the whole nine that we're talking about, the time is now. That makes the difference between great and elite. If you want to be elite, you better buckle up and get ready to do some work. Because it's not just going to come to you and you're not going to be elite. And you might think you're elite in your head. No one looks at you like that. Nobody. You're great, which is good. But if you want to be elite, you got to step it up. Right. Just because the time is now and you take action, there's work behind that action. It just doesn't happen out of thin air. Absolutely. You got to make it. You got to create it. You got to live it. You got to breathe it. And you got to bring that to life. Absolutely. Only well you can said. do that, though. No one else can do that. Only you. That's right. So, you know, we've been able to give our listeners a great, uh, a lot of great information tonight. Mm -hmm. We want to give a shout out to all of our people around the world. Great Britain, India, Belgium. Our boys in Belgium. Our boys in Belgium, uh, Canada, India. It keeps growing. It's Thanks wild, for the man. shitty air, Canada. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. but Today was a little uh, better. It wasn't orange. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I saw that even my, my friends in DC, cause it was going South. They yeah. were having some, some, difficulty. yeah, it was pretty rough. It was like my wedding so, in Montana. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That was so yeah. much fun. I lo love Montana. What yeah. a great, the I'll be there. Stones. I'll be there in a month. Oh man. Can't wait. So jealous. Cowgirl coffee. Cowgirl. My coffee. first stop. That's my first stop. Oh. Cowgirl coffee. Oh. Shout out to them. Oh. Shout out to Cowgirl coffee and Shay, Indeed. the owner who sends me coffee when I order it. She sends it personally to me. I've ordered. In fact, you know what? After this, I'm going to order another pound. Yeah, you Go are. Cowgirlcoffee.com, I believe. That is mm -hmm. the website. Um, I haven't ordered from there in a while because I've been drinking Pete's. 
It's just good. I do like Pete's, but the cowgirl coffee is is awesome. Greggy yeah. T, if anyone out there wants to contact us, where can they find us, sir? Empowerment Podcast. We got YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. But if you want to read the world's greatest bio, take a day off from work to do it. Go to empowermanpodcast.com. Check out our website and read up about Mike and and uh, his blood type and, and everything. So yeah, it's all there. And if you want more information, DM me and I'll be glad to give it to you. <laughs> Hope you got a lot of storage on your phone. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Appreciate uh, it. And yeah. uh, we got some guests coming on. I think the next episode, it's going to be a good one. I don't want to say who it is yet, but he's got some great knowledge he's going to share with us. And I can't wait because I'm going to learn a ton. So is Mike. And it's just Absolutely. building up, like we said, building our community. He has a huge following and more of that to come. So really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. And um, yeah, keep the intro. Keep the intros coming. That was a good oh, one. You don't even know what's coming the next time, man. <laughs> we've, we've got intros lined up for the next for the next six months to a year. But yes, yeah, thank awesome. you, Greg, for um, all of your wisdom and knowledge and experience. I always leave these podcasts feeling more fulfilled, always learning, having this conversation, having this dialogue. Yeah. And I look forward to having dialogue with all of our listeners out there at some point in the future. Thank you all who have invested time in helping us make this grow. And uh, I'm truly grateful to be in this position. And from the free state of Florida, I'm going to sign off. Greggy T, have yourself a great week. And you too. And all our listeners, God bless. Be safe out there. Thanks, guys.